Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Marcel Strigberger. Marcel is a humorous author, retired lawyer, and native of Montreal. He has written comedy sketches for CBC radio and television programs such as Funny You Should Say That and Royal Canadian Air Force. He has keen insight into human nature, and this made him a hit while he practiced stand-up comedy at Yuck Yucks and other comedy clubs, sharing the stage with the likes of Bob Saget, Howie Mandel, and Jim Carrey. Marcel has authored three books, Birth, Death, and Other Trivialities, which is a humorous, philosophical look at the human condition, Poutine on the Orient Express, an irreverent look at travel, and his most recent opus, Boomers, Zoomers, and Other Oomers, a boomer-biased, irreverent perspective on aging. Welcome, Marcel. How are you today? Hi, Terry. <laughs> glad to be here. Did you like that intro? <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad I only wrote three books. You would have been here all day had I written more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, then I would have stopped the three, probably. Yeah. <laughs> So you've written three humorous books, but let's start by telling my audience about your most recent book, Boomers, Zoomers, and Other Oomers, and why you wanted to write it and how you came up with the title. So give us some background. Well, what, what, what happened, a couple of things. While I was practicing law, uh, 40 years, I was hitting the late 60s. The most common question I got is, are you retired yet? And I say, no, why should I be in the next Second most common question was, when are you retiring? <laughs> so I started thinking about retirement. And then health issues somehow seemed to progress as well, seems to come with the territory. I went into Pasco one day and I noticed the, there was a, a gentleman at the hearing aid clinic. He said, would you like a free test? And I said, do, do I look like I need hearing aid? And he gave me a test and said, you need hearing aid. Oh my gosh, you need hearing aid. <laughs> I, I said, I'm going to come back. And two years later, I went back and they had a, they had a sale on eggplant or something, eggplants and zucchinis and stuff. And my wife wanted to cash in on that. And I saw the hearing aid guy again. And this time something similar happened. And I went in for another test. And I, this time I came out with hearing aid. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so you get, it just comes with the territory between hearing aids and your vision and uh, other little matters further south. Absolutely. Cataract surgery. I've had that Cataract. already. Yep. We're not going to talk about prostate issues. No, we no, can. no. The we book, won't talk about that. The, the, book, the book does, yeah. Oh, does it? Oh, good. <laughs> I don't know how you make that funny, but good. I'm glad you can. <laughs> yeah, you have to make it funny. <laughs> you do. You have to laugh. You have to laugh. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, you know, the older you get, like you said, there's issues that come up. I had cancer at 66, and then I had a uh, hip replacement at, like, I think I was 68. So I'm 72 now, so I've been good for a couple of years. So 
No hearing aids yet, but, you know, that's probably going to come down the road. I, I can tell that I have a little bit of hearing loss, but I'm not to the point yet where I feel like I need the hearing aids. But these are all things that boomers have for sure. My kids would speak to me and I couldn't exactly hear what they were saying. And uh, I'd say, what, can you repeat that? And they'd start saying, forget it. <laughs> that's right. That was also an incentive to get hearing aids. Oh, see, now maybe I would have said, oh, this is kind of good. They're just forgetting about the questions. Maybe I won't get hearing aids. <laughs> That's funny. So do you have any other funny stories from the book? Yeah. Speaking of hearing, we were on a cruise one and it was noisy in a dining room. The dining room was the first evening and uh, there were eight people sitting at the table and there was a couple from Holland and the lady, she's a pretty blonde late woman sitting next to me and her husband was there and he was a police chief in a, in a town, Utrecht, I think it's called Utrecht or Ma- Maastricht, one of them. And uh, I asked her, we start talking, and I asked her what she does. And she said prosecutor, but I heard prostitute. Oh, no. So I said, well, to myself, and there was an accountant sitting there as well. Mm. I said, never mind him. She's going to be fun. So I said, she said, I thought she said prostitute. I said, you mean they have them in Utrecht as well? She said, they have them in, they, they have them in 19 regions across Holland. So I said, no pay. Are, 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 you, are you self-employed? And she says, no, I work for the government. I work for the government. She's a prosecutor. So I say, why does, the go- why does the government need them? She says, for the criminals, of course. Now, I know some places in Europe are sort of quite liberal. And right. accommodating and progressive. And, you know, they have these visits, conjugal visits for prisoners and this and that. I thought we were going there. Right. After about two minutes, we cleared that up. I didn't oh. tell anybody. I didn't tell her, oh, okay, I thought you said prostitute. Oh, thank we God you didn't at, tell her. <laughs> no, we left her with prosecutor. But uh, <laughs> I, mean, I figured her husband's a police chief and she right. prosecuted them. I figured, okay, work together. Somehow. <laughs> but that happened with the hearing again. And then... Uh, there's no easy, you know, in the dining room on the cruise ship. And yeah, very, very. But it's a true story. I'm not changing one word that actually happened. Oh, but, my gosh. That is so um, funny. I, I mentioned in the book. Yeah. And, you know, hearing right. issues, you know. Yeah, and, you know, that's one of the early hearing issues when you can't hear in a noisy environment. That's that's the one part of your hearing that's shutting down, because when you're younger, it doesn't matter how loud it is. You're going to be able to hear. But mm-hmm. as you age, you're not picking up certain things because you're. Hearing is going downhill. So when it's a noisy environment, that's the hardest place to really hear. My husband still, he won't get hearing aids, but he has a really hard time in a noisy environment. He just can't hear. So he doesn't like going out because of that. So that's well, not good. That's a problem because people start tuning out. They, they, their social life can take a hit. Right. Um, Absolutely. And being social is so important as you age. So now that you're not working as a lawyer anymore, what are your other social outlets? What do you do to keep connected to people? Well, COVID, COVID hasn't been a good day. No. Has not, has not helped. No, it we hasn't. We were basically ba- ba- barricaded for a year and a half, two years. Yep. And finally, we ventured out. We went to Florida in February, March of this year, 2022. Mm-hmm. And in Florida, they don't have COVID. They're lucky. <laughs> nobody, nobody gets sick. <laughs> no map and nothing. Right, right. So, no, they ignored it. I mean, it's not yeah. that they weren't getting sick, but they didn't make people wear masks or get vaccines or any of that. So they're different. So um, there's not much. 
you're trying to build up. My, my kids wouldn't come to my house. They didn't let us come to their house oh, for, a, you know, know, too long a time. That was, that was nasty. We're picking up with some friends, you know. We, we don't dine inside restaurants. We, we've been doing outdoor. Right. But that's okay. And okay until the end of October, maybe now or November. Yeah. And they shut down the, they shut down the outer outdoor facilities here. So we can't really meet people outdoors and we're still not a hundred percent comfortable eating indoors. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am actually going indoors to restaurants now and I haven't had any problems. So, but it is a little scary and, and especially the older you are, but yeah, COVID, I think, and it just changed how people react. So like I've changed my habits. I don't go out as much as I used to either. And I'm still doing real estate, but I'm telling you, the realtors don't go into the office unless they absolutely have to. Where in the past, you would go in, you'd socialize, you'd talk about properties you had for sale and, you know, clients you're working with. People just don't go to the office anymore. They do everything from home. So it really changed people's habits. And I think we're going to have to work harder at staying social. We're going to have to find a way to do it because it is hard. The kids don't always want to come visit you because they don't want to make you sick. They don't want mm-hmm. you coming to them. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Zoom yeah, calls. Yeah. You can do more Zoom calls, I guess. Zoom, uh, when it works. When we started this discussion today, I did not open my ear, my, my earphones. Right. Nobody, sh- nobody showed me how. They're, they don't belong, they belong to my wife. Right. I was, looking for non- I was looking for an on button. I didn't see it. Right. But see, so you learned something new. I and that's, an, that's another important thing for boomers and older people. Try and learn something new every day because it just keeps your mind engaged and, and you can be connected with the younger people when you keep up on technology and, and new things that are happening. Like there are some people who just don't want to learn anything. They don't go online. They don't want to do any Zoom. They don't want to do anything. And then pretty soon technology is so far past them that they're totally lost. So you really need to keep up with technology. A little bit, at least, so that you're not feeling like you don't know anything. Like five years from now, it's going to be so different. None of us might know anything if we don't keep up. So it's an important thing for boomers as well to keep up with technology. And it's, it's not easy because it just doesn't work all the time. You're right. It's, but, you know, it's the younger people have the same problem that it doesn't always work. And they're better at figuring out how to fix it, though. I must say that my kids are way better at figuring out how to fix things when they don't work. But I haven't had too many problems with doing my podcast on Zoom. It's been pretty good. So I must say, I I ran into a couple of problems over the two years I've been podcasting, but not too many. So, and I feel like the more I can try and figure out on my own, the better. When I get really stuck, I have kids to ask, right? Well, you hope they, they cooperate. Yes, you do. And usually they're pretty good. My son's a computer guy and he takes care of my website. So he's usually pretty good about responding when I have a problem. And when I have a problem, it's usually with the website. I'll go, something happened. Something went wrong. It's not working. Can you fix it? And he's pretty good about fixing it pretty quickly. But but you're right. They can't all they have their own lives. They can't always jump in when we need them. It's important. You do your best. But um Yes, it, it, it is a problem. Every you call a bank, you call a, a utility company. We we have all the answers online. Why don't you visit us online? But you can't always visit them online. It just doesn't. No, it doesn't work. No, I agree. And then when you call them, yeah, I got a bill from Visa for eighteen hundred dollars for spending a few nights in a hotel in Saskatchewan, which is like two thousand miles away. I've never been to Saskatchewan. Wow. <laughs> and said so I spent some night there, and I tried to call the bank, and it it was a three hour wait. It, 
but before the three hours I gave up, I called from my, I called on from a different phone. Right. After about an hour. And I got you to a live person and I said, I'm not letting go the other call. Right. And he said, let me, let me, let me verify that you, you are you. So I don't use the card nor that bank too often. Right. He said, my date of birth, I gave my date of birth. He said, good. I said, how many accounts do you have with the bank? And I didn't, re- I didn't remember how many I had because I never used that bank. Right. So I, I, I said two. And I, he said, okay, but when's the last time you used any one of them? And I, I think they're both dormant. I couldn't tell him that. <laughs> I couldn't tell him that. Right. And he says, okay, sorry, you're, you're locked out. I said, what do you mean I'm locked out? I got my birthday right. <laughs> I gave you the number two for the account. Well, Right. Sorry, you're locked up. Hey, can you unlock me? No, I can't do that. I couldn't get, so this guy was useful. And right. then I, eventually after three hours, they straightened that out. But meanwhile, I get a survey about speaking to this guy. Was he helpful? No. no. <laughs> you locked me out. Right. And it's funny because I got locked out of my ba- own bank account just like two or three days ago. And that's never happened. And I forget why it locked. Oh, I was trying to log in and it wasn't taking my login information. And I know it was correct. I don't know what went wrong, but I guess I tried too many times and I got locked out. So I had to go in and change my email address, change my um, uh, my password, and then I was able to get back in. But it's a whole long process. It's not easy. You're right. Oh, yeah. My husband, when they'll say to him, go online, he goes, I don't even have a computer. That's all he tells. He doesn't, he doesn't want to go online. So he doesn't go online at all. Anything bank related or whatever I do for him. But he just tells everyone, I don't have a computer. And I don't, and sometimes he'll say, I don't have a cell phone or, you know, I don't have a smartphone. I only have a flip phone. So, cause he doesn't want to get into it. But yeah, it's not as easy. But that's what I mean. We have to keep trying to learn it because otherwise we'll be locked out of accounts and we won't be able to get back in. <laughs> well, he married well. Yes, he did. He did. So I take care of all of that. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So you have two other books. Tell me a little bit about your other books. One is birth, my personal birth, death, and other trivialities, a humorous philosophical look at the human condition. <laughs> it's, it's got a, a different, it talks about happiness, doctors, and lawyers, warranty, money. And I'm thinking, I have one chapter of doctors. Why do doctors keep patients waiting? And then I figured it out. They, had, they get a course in medical school the first year. It's waiting one, waiting one oh one. Right, how right. To pa- how to keep patients waiting? And they, they have to pass that test in order to continue. Yep, uh, that sounds right to me because you're always waiting for doctors, oh, always. Yeah. And then the funny thing is, when you call with an emergency, they'll go, "Oh, there's no room. The doctor can't see you today." Well, years ago, doctors would keep a little bit of extra time in there for emergencies. Now they don't. They book themselves the whole day, and you're still waiting in the waiting room, but. It takes a long time to get seen. It's crazy. Medicine's yeah. changed a lot in the last. And they, and, and they don't feel guilty. No, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not until some people will, will try and bill them for their time. They'll say, well, my time's just as valuable as yours. I'm going to send you a bill for the time I sat waiting. Of course, they're not going to get paid. So, but it's a no, way I, of making a point, at least. I haven't seen that happen. No, no, it won't happen. But at least you're making your point. My time's valuable too. But they don't care. They won't care anyway. <laughs> so the book is about the legal profession, uh, war and peace. I figured out if there were two people left in the world, they would divide the world, the earth, between a north and a south, and then they would fight. Right, right. 
<laughs> just, you know, I think human nature, no matter what, allow it to be war. Right. Unfortunate. Right. So how important do you think humor is to the human condition and to our health? I think it's vital because it's really, it, people feel better when they, when, when they, 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 there's more rapport, instance of poor, people feel better. It lowers your blood pressure. It releases endorphins when you laugh. And there was a study done about humor, and they said that children smile or giggle 400 times a day. You know what the number is for adults? I bet like 20. 15. 15. Oh, my God. I thought I was going low with 20. Yeah. Adults are about 400 kids. Yeah. I was in an elevator in a building not long ago, and a lady comes to two little children, a little boy and a little girl, and the people push the numbers, and somebody pushed Seven, somebody pushed eight, somebody pushed nine, and the kids saw the three lights, li- li- lights light up. One of the little kids says to his mom, wow, look, seven, eight, and nine all in a row. And they both started laughing. They thought it was funny, seven, eight, nine. They got me laughing. And then right. the mom said, the mom said, now kids, don't be foolish. Stop it. And, you know, they were doing, they were, they were being kids. Right. They were enjoying it. They right. made me laugh. They made other people, more or less in the elevator, a handful of us saying, oh, isn't that cute? But the mom, oh, don't, don't be silly. Well, what's wrong with being silly? And that's how we kill that, that in kids. They so kill that by the time they come adults, it's gone because we yeah. tell them not to be silly. This is the wrong yeah. with being silly. No, I, I hate it when somebody says something funny and to say, now, now seriously, or now to get serious. Right. Humor is very serious. <laughs> right. I agree. Room, uh, humor is so important and laughing. Is so important. And we don't laugh enough as adults. We really, and even as boomers, we don't laugh enough. We should be laughing every day. Find something funny to laugh about. You get what happened. I remember I was in grade one or two and I went to see a doctor and I got to, we got to the doctor's office and the reception said, sorry, but doctor can't see you. He's not here today. He's not feeling well. So my mom took me back to class. I was a bit late getting to class. Teacher says, where have you been? I said, I went to the doctor and the doctor was sick. <laughs> and all the kids started laughing. Doctors don't get sick. That's right. You think they don't. Yeah. Yeah. And the teacher thought, you think that's funny? And she made me write out some some little, a few lines. I will not fool her out, dope her out of class like 25 times. <laughs> I wasn't joking. There was nothing wrong with it. But I remember that day just like it happened yesterday. You're talking seven, 65 years ago, you know? Wow. And, wow. and, uh, but you, like you say, they kill it in you. Absolutely. Teachers, maybe parents, yep. employers, who knows what. You think that's funny? Yep. But, uh, you know, it, 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 it's humorous. There's a difference. And, you know, humor is important. It's like oil or a lubricant in life or a spite. And it's vital to have it in, in, in the law practice. I remember speaking to some judges at a conference and the judges were saying, if somebody gets appointed to be a judge, they have a two week course. And one of the things they learn in the course, they're told, do not use humor. And probably told, do, do not the, smile either, because well, they don't probably, smile I, at I all. I think judges go like this, you know, right. do not use humor, because the litigants will, not, will, take, will think you're not taking their case seriously. Right, right. And how, how wrong can you be? Yeah. yeah, but you did use humor in the uh, oh, yeah. courtroom, correct? Yeah, yeah, often in front of judges, right. juries, with, with, with other lawyers. If a lawyer wouldn't get back to me, Many lawyers are just saying that, send a lackey letter. If I don't hear from you within 24 hours, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I would send a letter to the other lawyer saying, you haven't gotten back to my messages. I can only think of three reasons. One, you didn't get the message. Two, you were very busy. 
or three, you found out I was the guy who punched the air out of your new Mercedes, the tires of him, yeah. And I'd always get an answer back, you know, sometimes right. I'd, I'd get an email saying, yep, it's number three. Yeah. <laughs> it gets people's but, attention. And it's something different because, like you said, we don't use humor enough. So it's no. something different and they get a chuckle. And I think anytime we can laugh during the day, whether it's work or home or shopping or whatever, it's important. I laugh about a lot of things. And when we can laugh about ourselves, even better. And I yeah. think we're afraid to laugh at ourselves, too. Well, that's that, that's important. It's, I wrote an article once about uh, using chopsticks. I, can't, I don't know how to use them. Mm-hmm. As a humorous article, I said, I don't know why people wouldn't use for it. And, but then you, you have some people, they get involved politically correct. They say, you're making fun of people using chopsticks. No, I wasn't. I was making fun of myself. I can't. They can use the box. The Chinese, I can't. Right, right. I can't I either. I'm the target. I'm right. the target. But, you know, you, 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 we have a climate these days where you can't people joke about it, too many yeah. things. You can, but they, 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 they look at it the wrong way. They do because, yeah, you're making fun of yourself because we're not born with chopsticks in our hands. They're hard to use. It takes a while to learn it. So if you're over in Japan or or China or someplace where they use them, if you're there long enough, you're going to learn. But if you're only there for a short visit, you're not going to learn how to use them. I never learned how to use them left hand or I'm a lefty, but I can't use them. Oh, yeah, I can't. I'm a righty, but I still I can't use them either. I've tried. I can't. So it sounds like you've used humor through your whole life and, and you decided that once you retired, you were going to put humor into your writing, which I think is important. Hopefully that helps us boomers laugh more with oh, your yeah, humorous it, books. Yeah. Well, there's this book, of course. If I can backtrack a little, when I proposed to my wife, we were in Montreal and they had where Expo 67 was the World, the world Fair. They, they, they had a humor pavilion and we visited the humor pavilion. And I said to myself, I'm going to ask if she wants to marry me. She said, yes, that day. She said, no, I'll say, well, I was only kidding. We're in the humor pavilion. <laughs> I had a doubt. Oh, my goodness. You're lucky you lived past that day. <laughs> yeah. She That's said, yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. And how many years are you married now? 51 and a half. Oh, see, now me and my husband are 51. So I got when, married in uh, September of 72. I got married December of December of uh, seventy. So, so it'll you're be twi- fifty December of seventy. So it'll be fifty-two years in, uh, in oh, December. Oh yeah. Okay. December. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. We could we could still do math in our heads, right? Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't have to ask Siri. Right, right. We don't have to ask Siri for sure. And you've been married all those years, and you're still both alive. You haven't killed each other, right? That's a good no, sign. We no, we use a lot of humor in the marriage too. Yeah. So we we have to. It, it I, works. I did a lot of divorce law, divorce cases, you know, with, uh, in my practice. And uh, people who laugh together more, stay together, at least it's less violent or less controversial or con- confrontational right. when people use humor. People are afraid. They figure if I use humor again, I won't look, I won't look serious. And that's a big misconception. Right. Or, or they don't want to use it because they figure only you have to be professional comedian to use it, not anything but right. Right. You don't have to be Seinfeld to enjoy humor, to use humor, no. to, to be in caught, caught in traffic and joke about it, or in bad weather, you say something about it. Right. Well, my husband will use humor a lot, but over the years, I've heard so many of the jokes so many times, they don't make me laugh anymore. <laughs> How, doesn't, he, doesn't he remember he told you? 
he just keeps telling them again and again. He just loves to tell the same joke. So even the kids have heard them a million times, but me, I've heard them over and over for 51 years. So it's it's very humorous. <laughs> like I said, you're, you're like I said, you're a good wife. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so is there anything else you want to share with my Boomer Nation? Anything that you think is important for them to know before we finish up the podcast? Yeah, like I say, I mentioned when you get older, you can't help it. Some are healthier, some are less healthy, but we can't run marathons like younger people, but we have a lot of experience, a hell of a lot of experience. We can use this experience. The millennia, we've, we've seen it all. We've seen horses and, horses and buggies in the 50s delivering ice, and we've seen milkmen deliver milk. Millennials these days, they don't even know what a milkman is. Right, right. It's true. Or an ice or a horse and buggy, for that matter. We've seen uh, television come in the 50s. We've seen the moon landing in the 60s. And we were part of Woodstock. So we we knew what tech was back in the 60s. We, we did experience it. We've seen computers come. And we've lived through all of it. And without, without Google, without Apple, without cell phone, we knew how to do math. So we, we're experienced. We've got our feet to the ground. We've got deep roots. And we have to realize these are our strengths, the experience, the deep root. We know what good humor is. We've seen some great, great shows and great episodes, great shows on TV. Mm -hmm. We've experienced, which you don't see these days, from Monty Python to laughing to some super comedy, uh, Mary Tyler Moore and and All in the Family. You wouldn't be All in the Family these days, but that's a super... Yeah. No, but it was well-written, well-done. Archie Bunker, you know. Yep. You wouldn't see it these days. So we've seen it all. And we, we, I think we, we're well entrenched. We've got excellent roots. We've got our, a good head on our shoulder. Again, we can't run marathons, but there's a lot we can do. Right. We should be encouraged. Encouraged. True. So give us your website where people can go to learn more about you and, and where do they get your books? Can they buy them on the website or tell us a little yeah. bit about that? It's marcelshumor.com. Now, g- given that many people are American, you guys spell humor the wrong way. <laughs> H-U-M-O-R. But you can do it. It works. W-W-W-M-A-R-C-E-L-S, no apostrophe, Marcel's, H-U-M-O-R or O-U-R, either way, okay. dot com is the website, marcelshumor.com. With or without the U, we have used different words, neighbor right. and harbor, harbor, neighbor, favorite. We, have, we spell O-U. <laughs> it's a British way. Right, right. That's the way it goes, but yeah. Well, that's good. It's good that you bought both names with and without the U so that if an American goes and puts O-R in without the U, we can find you too. That we'll was a good it. idea. Yeah. All the information there. It's available on Amazon, on in Apple, Apple Books, Amazon. All the books, the 3D books are available. Good, good. And they'll make great gifts this um, this Christmas season uh, because everyone can use a laugh. You can give them yeah. to younger people. You can give them to older people. We all need to laugh more. And they're available, yeah, digital or, or paperback. The paper, you know, what this is paper, yeah. digital, yeah, either yep. way. Very nice. Or, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So I, I have a sister who likes to read on her, I forget what it's called now, her, her she doesn't have a computer. She has book something i forget what it's called but she reads everything on there i like to hold the book in my hand so i want a copy of the book but everyone's different so if i'm buying her a book i'll just buy it so she can read it on her digital thing but if it's for someone i know that likes to hold on to the book then i like to actually buy the paperback book so 
It's nice that there's both options there. Uh, it's about 50-50. Some people like it this way, some like it that way. Right, right. And it's good in a way, the digital, because I have so many books and I'm trying to get rid of them now so I can move to Florida. I can't bring them all with me because I'm moving to a much smaller house. So in a way, the digital can help. I don't. I wouldn't have all these books, but I'll be donating them so that someone else will get the uh, be able to read them too. So it's it's hard hard to get rid of some books. It is. I just tossed out a book I uh, uh, a week or two ago. It's uh, the British Empire, nineteen twenty five, eighteen twenty five to nineteen twenty five. I don't even know how it got into my house. <laughs> I don't, wow. uh, the pattern, I don't know how it got, what it's doing there. Right. I think I, I think some burglar came into my house and dropped the book off. <laughs> it's just a torment. I don't know Could what it's be. doing. Oh, my God. I just, uh, I, I talked in my recycle bin. I just looked at it. I don't know how it got there. Right. Like, British Empire, 1825 to 1925. No uh, one's going to want it. Yeah, yeah. No, I had no problem getting rid of that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I take a lot of books to Goodwill. Our Goodwill takes books. Some of the better books I'll take to a used bookstore and they'll resell them. So I've got different ways of getting rid of them. But I have to get rid. I do want to take some with me because I do reference a lot of my books. I'll look at them over and over. Um, you know, if I'm reading just a, a novel, fine, you read it, you get rid of it. But a lot of my books I like to go back to their, you know, their health books, their books about spirituality or whatever. And I'm going back and forth to them. So they have to come with me. So I'm still bringing a good amount. I should be bringing less, but I'm bringing a good amount, unfortunately. <laughs> You're going to be spending some time trying to figure that one out. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But thank you for being my guest today, Marcel. It's a been pleasure, great. Terry. You shared a lot of really helpful things with my audience and the humor thing is invaluable. And I hope they got the message. Try to find ways to laugh more because it is so, so important. So it's in us. It's in us. It is humor. in us. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So just find it, find it and do it. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for bringing that Pleasure. out and being my guest. Pleasure. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You, We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old.